Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. This is a, a sadder episode, because this is one of the first episodes I recorded in a long time, where Harley's not in the background. <laughs> She's no longer with us. Um, she, We had to put her under on Monday... She was uh, degrading. If you listen to the podcast, you probably know that she's been through a lot this last year. But uh, she's kept her spirits up, and she kept trying to do things. And and Monday, she just couldn't. Um, couldn't do it anymore. And she stopped eating. There wasn't much we could do. Um, we, we had spent at least four grand trying to diagnose her and find out what was wrong with her. And... Um, um, all we know is her blood work came back well, like she had no blood work, her, her tumors were not cancerous, uh, we don't know what was causing her to lose her appetite, there were, there were two things that were attacking her, one was she was starting to have trouble walking, and, and that could be due to age, she was 13, and she's part Great Dane and part Pet Bull. So she's a little bit, her body is really long. And um, she, she, uh, yeah, I get, I get choked up just thinking about it. But she loved to go for walks. She loved to eat until she couldn't anymore. Um, we, we tried everything with food. She it seems like things would work and then they wouldn't. Um, it got to the point where you could throw a piece of filet mignon in front of her and she wouldn't eat it. But um, she kept her personality intact until like two days before or prior um, where she started to lose her personality. So we knew it was time. She She stopped doing her mannerisms and stuff like that. But um, we had her for for 11 years of those um, 13 years. When we got her, she was roughly around two. Um, when we took her for her phys- first physical, the doctor said she may have been a mama. So she may have had kids. We don't know. Um, she had, like, the nipples, you know, in the area, but... There was no evidence of her having kids. The person that we got her from was from a rescue. Um, she was taken away from one of her owners and given to this uh, adoption place. And uh, we weren't going to get another dog. Um, we had two before that lived to a roughly around the same age. Scooter didn't live quite as long. I think he had 10 years, and Risa was about 12 or 13. Risa was pet bull, uh, healer mix. Uh, we kept her name. It was Mother Teresa uh, when we picked her up. She was an amazing dog. She she looked like a pet bull. She had coarse fur, though, like a healer would have. And uh, she was brindle. And... Uh, she was the smartest of the bunch. She was incredibly intelligent. She always had to have the healer part of her always had to have tasks to do. She was she didn't like when me and Barb were separate. She liked when the pack was together. 
Um, Scooter anno annoyed her a little bit. <laughs> but she loves Scooter very, very much. Um, Risa uh, was healthy most of her life. Uh, just the, the maybe the last six months where she lost her health because of cancer in her spine. But uh, we thought we had lost her early on. For the longest time, I did not want to board. I, I trusted no one uh, with our dogs, uh, Risa and Scooter, no one whatsoever. But uh, we opened up to the people that we adopted her from because she had a boarding area well, they lost our dogs. They recovered Scooter, and they're in the mountains. We drove like an hour and a half to get to this place to board our dogs, and we had held them there several times, but I guess that person left uh, the boarding in terms of other people and uh, lost Scooter and Risa with the gate open. They have like three gates, and they must have left all three of them open. And they recovered Scooter immediately, so we brought Scooter home, but Risa was gone for almost a week, maybe more. And uh, they eventually found her because they set a, a humanitarian trap with deer venison in it. And there were reports of her being around. A matter of fact, we'd go up there every night and just shout for her. And there was one time that Barb saw her in the distance and... Uh, she called out for her, and Barb broke down because, you know, Risa didn't hear her. But uh, they eventually caught her, and then, you know, we brought her home, and she lived a good life with Scooter. And then um, she was the smartest, like I said. She knew how to pick my buttons. She knew I didn't like people touching my feet. So that's how she would. <laughs> She'd go under the blankets and say, hey, I kn she knew how to, she didn't bug Barb, but she knew when she wanted something, she could go attack my feet. She <laughs> it was incredibly funny until it wasn't, but she was such a smart, good dog, and and so was Scooter. Scooter, Scooter, we kept his name when we adopted him. He was part Mastiff Pet Bull, so he had the head of, uh, his head was so huge. But he was the most lovable dog. Like, he was a dog's dog. And he, everybody just, like, loved him once they met him. Because his personality was just... He he just loved everybody. Even my mother-in-law, who doesn't like dogs, bonded with him. Like, an incredible bond with him. Because what they did for us once once we didn't want to board them is when we went on vacations mark who passed away recently it's been a real rough year mark passed away this year but mark and helen would come up here and they would take care or we take them down you know take uh once we lost risa we'd take scooter down and they would take care of him or they'd come up and take care of him and he was diabetic so he needed a, he needed his insulin uh, shot every now and then, and uh, he was an amazing dog. People loved him that met him. Uh, he was a little intimidating to look at because he was so huge. Uh, he's he uh, Scooter actually very early in his life 
would run around like a crazy dog in the backyard. And uh, he uh, he would run around. I was talking to my neighbor at the time over the fence. And he blew out my meniscus and ACL because he took me out while he was running in circles. And I didn't see him coming. And he just knocked, ran into me with his big old cranium. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was able to rehab that um, back and uh, get better. But they, they were beautiful dogs. Uh, and once they both passed, uh, Scooter died later on uh he just couldn't keep food down and he had stuff going on and um with all his diabetes and he had cancer and other things uh happened to him but we we lost risa and scooter and that was really hard and at that time i was like i i can't do it again i can't have another dog you know i just I didn't know, I didn't want to deal with the pain that we had gone through, even though they brought us so much joy. And then Barb, Barb found Risa. <laughs> I mean, not Risa, but Harley. And Harley's name was not Harley. Harley, we we had changed her name. And I, I don't really know why, but I think it was because she never answered to her name. Regardless, she was a stubborn dog, and I think it was the Great Dane in her. She was part pit bull, part Great Dane. Each dog has their own personalities. But years later, Barb convinced me to get Harley, and we drove to Denver to to pick up Harley. Uh, we got to meet her first before we signed the paperwork to get her. And when we saw the picture, she looked small. She looked like a pet bull that was 40. 45 pounds but uh when we got there we we said oh my god they must have taken these pictures at an angle because she was huge and she was long and we were like oh my god um but we fell in love with her the the day we were there the borders um uh you know the parents that had her there for adoption had many pet bulls and um, I, we remember distinctively because she was introduced to us. She seemed good with all the animals. She liked to chase the cats, um, which were in the house as well. But there was another pet bull named Blackie. And I, I don't know if he was jealous of the day that we went to go see her. But he kicked her ass really bad. And uh, But we we took her for a walk and we decided we wanted to get her. And... Uh, I no regrets. She was amazing, even though she wasn't the brightest dog. She she loved you on her terms. Um, every dog has, like I said, has its own personality, but she loved you when she wanted to. <laughs> And then when she, when you tried to give her love, she was like, ah, leave me alone. <laughs> But um, she liked cuddling with me and Barb. She was a couch potato. She had all these energy uh, early on. Matter of fact, our, our walks, I, I walked her every day because I, I wanted to walk uh, Harley and Scooter all the time, but I didn't always get to. And I said, if we ever got another dog, I'll walk them every day. 
And I walked her always a mi about a mile, and then we extended our walks to about a mile and a half uh, because of her energy. And we would do that mile and a half fast. She would take me for a walk because she never, she wasn't a dog that would smell or, you know, enjoy the walk. She would, she seemed like she, when she was young, she was on a mission. And that mission was just to go forward as fast as she could. And, uh, we that walk was uh, she kept me in shape because we it was a speed walk if not a jog initially and uh she got, she was the dog that got the most compliments uh people would stop me on the walk uh and say what kind of dog is that that's the most beautiful dog i've ever seen like she had so many compliments uh, people walking people would stop their cars and ask you know like what is that dog it's beautiful she would get the most compliments and then she would get a lot of compliments because <laughs> she she had this weird thing like this this weird I, I don't know where she learned it from but if somebody was in front of her she'd be barking at them and want to chase them but if somebody was coming towards you, she would lay down and wait for that dog or person to pass. It was a very weird behavior. But when people were coming towards us, they were like, how did you train this dog? <laughs> that is such a good dog. <laughs> I would say, don't let her fool you. Because if you were going the other way, she'd be barking at you and trying to chase you. <laughs> Pulling me, by the way. But uh, she had a lot of people fooled. Um, she was uh, an amazing dog. When people would come meet her, you know, like Micah and Chris, it's come to spend some time with her. They got to spend time with Harley, too, because uh, they stayed here. And... Uh, the one thing that she would do is people would stay like my mom and dad and, and Helen and Mark would come stay with us. The first five minutes she would intimidate whoever stayed here. Cause she would just bark, bark and run around like a mad dog. And then she when once the five minutes were over, she would settle down and she was just loving to everybody. So it was just like that introduction, but no matter if she was introduced, if somebody came over again, she would repeat the same process, unless it was us. But um, she liked to go for rides. She like she she loved to eat. She was in her prime, about seventy pounds, a very heavy dog. And then at her old age she got down to 53 which was way below her what she should have been she should probably should have been you know like 60 or 59 pounds but she lost a lot of weight but up until about a week ago she was well I'd say two weeks ago she was still doing her mile and a half and yes it would take me an hour to do that mile and a half but she loved to do it, um, and that's how I knew she was still healthy. You know, she'd walk that. And then, so that was two weeks ago, and then a week ago she decreased her walk, but she, she did it on her own terms. Like, she told me when she wanted to turn around. Like, 
if I tried to turn her around because she was limping, she would just say, you know, fuck you, Dottie. I'm, 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 I still got stuff to do. And, and if I tried to turn her around, she would just lay down and say, nope, I'm not going anywhere until we go forward. So, you know, she was, she was stubborn. She, I would always say with her, with, with Barb, you know, and she would be a bad girl in the house and rip up a controller or do whatever she'd do. <laughs> I would always tell her, Barb, she's a good girl, even when she's bad. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was really hard on us. And I will probably get another dog just because we I don't think we could deprive ourselves of that joy, but we'll probably take a break. But I, I just wanted to know, to let you know, like her name was originally Angel, and she never answered to that. So we said, let's, let's call her what we want. We'll call her Harley Quinn. And uh, named after Harley Quinn. <laughs> she even had a pet joker, like a, a toy. She loved playing with toys. Like, uh, like unlike any of the dogs, we subscribed her to a toy thing. She'd get a new toy every month. Uh, originally she'd tear them all up and then she just started squeezing them and playing with them she loved the ball she would chase the ball she loved to to get thrown the ball in the, in her prime and then uh she wouldn't bring it back <laughs> but you know she she loved her toys she loved to play she always did good on stairs she did good going up downstairs until till the end there where we had to help her up and down the stairs but the I was happy, you know. Barb would sleep down here with her, but the last two nights she wanted to go up. <laughs> she wanted to go upstairs, and uh, one night, this was like uh, Saturday night. We slept the whole night back to back, and I could just feel her, and it was amazing. Like I just, I actually loved every moment of it, and then the night before she just. She looked at me and she just breathed on me and it was like, it was pretty incredible. And I, yeah, I get choked up. I and, and people that listen to my podcast know that I wear my heart on my sleeve. Like I don't, I don't hide my emotions. I'm a very emotional son of a bitch. But she was amazing, you know. Like I, I can't describe how much we we loved her. We loved all our dogs as much as the other ones and like their personalities were just incredible but she was brindle like all the others and she had the pet bull in her sometimes she would look like a great dana (laughs) depending on how she held her ears but she was uh, a very beautiful dog and she liked to go for rides she liked to get a a pup cup a dairy queen up until the end she wouldn't even eat ice cream but she uh she, she she loved walks like i said like any other dog um but i i don't i can't say enough good things about her she was a, a funny dog she had with just, just i would all, barb would always say she had barb's personality cuz <laughs> barb will do what she do <laughs> She she will do you know whatever she she wants. Like if I put a comic box in her way, she's gonna move it and get it the hell. She doesn't care if she knocks it over. Well, Harley would do the same. 
I'd be sorting comics, and Harley's like, I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to go where I'm going to go. That's the, That was Harley's. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and I'm going to go where I'm going to go, and I'm going to be who I'm going to be, and you're just going to like it. And uh, with all our dogs, Barb's the alpha. They're the beta, and I'm the Charlie. But, uh, yeah, it's it, it's sad t- that, that this is happening, and... You know, it's been tough since Monday to even have the energy to do anything. Like, I I did a lot of work. I worked some long hours, and I, I think it's because I didn't want to come home and uh, not have Harley be here. But uh, both of us work late, and, yeah, I don't know if... Yeah, Barb's texting me. I wonder if she's leaving. Uh, yeah, she, she's going to call me in a bit, so I'm going to have to break. But uh, I, I wanted to record this because this is a diary. This has always been a diary, whether it be about pop culture or comics or whatever. It, it, it is like me dealing with life and enjoying it. And uh, sometimes there's always pain. Um, this year, losing Mark and... <laughs> everybody being sick like my mother-in-law and it's been rough and then losing Harley um but at the same time she brought us so much more joy that we could ever repay her for uh Harley Quinn was amazing uh so was Scooter Alejandro we we gave him a middle name (laughs) and Risa you know, Mother Teresa, which we named Risa, her middle name was Babyface. So we had Risa Babyface Myers, uh, Scooter Alejandro Myers, and uh, um, Harley Quinn Myers. But uh, it's it's been an incredible journey, and uh, I'm not gonna do any questions today. Um, I'm not. I'm even taking the weekend just off from podcasting I, I did read some comics this week very little but i i did crack open uh daredevil um which i've like i said i have every single daredevil comic uh there might be some obscure minis where he teams up with wolverine or something that i don't have but every title titled daredevil i own but i haven't read the chip Serdowski uh volumes yet he's got two and I, I did read it, and I enjoyed it. So uh, I started it, reading it on Marvel Unlimited, even though I have the issues, um, I, because I was reading at night. I was just reading it on the iPad, and uh, I, I really like where that's going. And uh, last week I read almost everything of Peacemaker Tries Hard. That was incredible, in, absolutely incredible. And... Uh, So I'm going to pause for the cause, do some calculations on the books I read, and I'll be right back. Well, by the way, I had no back issues purchases to report um, from the previous episode, which I had mentioned I had got the last issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from Volume 1. I, I, I actually thought it was Volume 2 just because of the logo changing, but yeah... I, 
while I have most of Volume 1, I'm missing, like, I think the last few. And then some odds and ends in between. But um, I did find the last issue for really cheap. Got it for four bucks, which which I was really happy for, and it was really good condition. Uh, Barbara just texted me; she's going to pick up Harley's paw print because we have paw prints of all our dogs, and uh, and then head home and get some dinner, and we'll probably watch. We're we're starting to watch. Uh, God, what is that show called? It's about the news on Apple TV. The morning show, the morning show, and uh, we started watching that. Um, it, it's really good. There, I've been trying to write down. We we finished Reservation Dogs, and it was incredible. Like all three seasons, or was it three or four seasons? I'm not sure, but God, I love that. Um, absolutely love that that show. We finished that wanted to watch something else and that's what we went to but uh we're i'm gonna talk about some books um now that 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 i uh, cried in your ear um i'm gonna try to get back on track you're probably like what i, I hope no new listeners listen to this and they're like what the fuck is this <laughs> but this show has always been about emotion whether it's passion about comics or letting you know what's happening on in my life um you you've heard Harley if you listen to my podcast you probably heard harley in and out me opening the door for her as she wants to go in and then she wants to come out and then she wants to go in and she wants to come out and you probably heard her squeaky toys in the background on all lots of different podcasts really loud um yeah, she's she was a joy, um, absolutely incredible. Um, she gave more to us than we could have ever given her. Um, but uh, I'm gonna try to cover three weeks worth of comics. Um, my wife might call, and then I'll have to pause for the cause. But um, this is uh, the weeks beginning August seventh uh, through August thirteenth. That. Uh, week I had watched the Bad News Bears remake. Um, Billy Bob Thornton played uh, the coach, and uh, it this it was a pretty good remake actually. I enjoyed it. I gave it a four out of five. I wanted I watched Haunted Mansion for the first time on Disney. This is the first movie, not the one that just came out, and I enjoyed the heck out of that with Eddie Murphy. Thought it was very funny. Um, not, not, not laugh out loud, but cute, funny. And, uh, I thought it was a great tribute to the ride. I was on a Disney ride fixation there for a while. I w- watched, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, another thing based on the ride. Uh, the comics read only eight comics that week. I don't know why. Uh, don't know, remember what was happening on in August, but, um, I only read five image and three DC. We'll start with the four out of fives. We have Adventures of Superman John Kent, number five. I gotta finish this. Number six is out. Um Injustice Superman uses John's tracking device to capture Batman. Uh Harley and Catwoman and Poison Ivy. John goes to the Fortress of Solitude 
and talks with Ma and Pa Kent from this world. So this is uh, John Kent in the uh, Injustice world. And, and you, if you've read Injustice, you know that that is really a dark, uh, for reason, for valid reasons, Superman became a authoritarian, um, ruling the world, and Batman and his crew trying to bring Earth back to what it was, and uh, Superman and Wonder Woman not allowing it. Um, but uh, this is it, this goes into that world um, with John Kent. Uh, Tom Taylor writing it, of course, and he wrote all the injustice for the most part, except maybe three when it went into the magic world. Uh, I thought that was Brian Bucalot, Bucciletto, or something like that. I can't remember. But um, if you enjoyed Injustice, you probably it's probably worth your time to get Adventures of Superman, John Kent. Uh, Action Comics 1056, uh, the final battle with Cyborg Superman, and they get back Metallo's uh, sister, who he was using as a, a pawn. Uh, young John is captured by, this is John Kent, this is a, like a older story of John Kent when he's young, is captured by Guy Lana, who is using him to get Superman to bring her back into power and on her world during the course of civil unrest that she caused on our world. She's a real bitch. Uh, Steel and Mr. Terrific discuss Steel's plan for Metropolis. Um, we'll, we'll talk a lot more about Steel in his comic. This was kind of like the introduction to the ongoing. We have um, King Spawn 21 through 24. Terry has a short verbal fight with Cyan. Before they are attacked by Tar. The Exodus Corporation goes after Sam. When Spawn saves him. And finds out that they are using Yuku. Uh, which is Cyan's dead friend as a weapon. Spawn, Twitch, Sam, Terry, Cyan. And eventually Yoko. Who crosses over. Take down Exodus. Behemoth, Tar. And the leader. Who is beheaded. By what appears to be the clown. We have Action Comics number 15. Uh, this is the 5 out of 5. Um, this is the Action Comics Golden Age. And this Clark wants to help Kid Town, which helps disadvantaged kids. Uh, they need $2 million. That is a lot back then. <laughs> and he has $1 million already. <laughs> Uh, he then hears about the Spanish treasure in the ocean and has to crew up a ship. Some bad guys get a submarine to go after it as well. He has to fight them plus the crew he hired to put on this ship together just so he could get the other million to, to help Kid Town. A crazy issue. Um, a lot of fun. So those were the eight comics from August 7th through August 13, 2023. The 5 out of 5 was Action Comics number 15, Golden Age, so from the 30s. Might have been the 40s. Um, we then get into August 14th to August 20th. Uh, watched Goldbergs that week. 
uh, and Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest were four out of five. Um, Blue Beetle, the movie, was a five out of five. I really, really enjoyed the movie a lot. I even bought a t-shirt, and uh, I bought a mug at the Cinemark, and then Bob Barb later ordered for me because they ran out <clears throat> the Beetle uh, popcorn holder, which is an amazing uh, toy, actually. And she got it with the box and everything, so there were no popcorn in there that had to be cleaned out or anything. Um, we then get in the comics. No, yeah, comics are 23. Uh, one was Megaton. Uh, image was 20. Uh, 2DC. We had the 3 out of 5 was Scorched, uh, 16 through 20. It's the Scorched versus the Four Horsemen of Apocalypse. Uh, Love, Mandarin, Spawn, Unizen, and Necro. Uh, during the fight, it appears Jessica and Love die. Um, Monolith joins the team. Uh, team joins the team Spawn. A senator preacher is uh, po possessing humans to bring about the end. Jessica then gets possessed by a demon and goes after her daughter and mother. Um, I'll probably take a pause for a cause when Barb calls. So if you hear the phone rings, that's what, what I'm going to do. We go into the four out of fives, which is Vanish number two. This is from Image. This this actually gained favor with me. Uh, I, I, I liked it a lot more uh, as I read on. Um, Vanish uh, meets up with his friend. This is from Image Comics. And tries to bring him back into the war against their their magic mentors, but he wants none of that. Uh, he, he returns back to his girlfriend. Meanwhile, the church organization is preparing for Vanish. That organization is evil and going to go after Vanish. These were kids raised in a magic order, and now um, the main character wants revenge for what they put him through. We got Spawn Unwanted Violence, number one and two. Spawn gets the freak to investigate the church and the players that are fighting for heaven and hell. Meanwhile, there is a cop, and Spawn gets involved with a young girl, um, and the young girl is hurt protesting. So Spawn holds off the cops and the National Guard until the girl tells him to leave it. So he, he like, wants justice. So th this is a... this. Spawn Wanted is a, a kind of like a you know current social commentary on police violence essentially, and uh, that that's what those two issues are about. Four out of five since the vanish, and then uh, we got Star Girl Summer Special number one. Star Girl and Pat are reunited with seven soldiers to rescue Crimson Avenger. They find out about the lost children and now need to rescue Wing. The villains are Clock King and Perdegaton. Um, I read this out of order. I started the Stargirl and Lost Children uh, miniseries and didn't read this uh, event book, which kind of led into that series. But it was really good. Got Gunslinger Spawn 18 through 22. Gunslinger and Spawn switch places to defeat the angels who are hunting gunslinger. Tyler gets assaulted by a gang 
and is saved by gunslinger dakota is clown's daughter and they go attack clown on an island and he talks about cog and hell and how they have to team up to go against cog uh, which is sin another name for him dakota is dropped by the clown in a huge hole i spelled hole wrong <laughs> i spelled it like whole like a whole cake um we got spawn 339 through 343 spawn and haunt go into heaven to find a cure for haunt in order to do this they have to open up a dead zone in which heaven takes advantage of and uses it to attack hell in hell sin is that sin is cog is uniting different zones of hell and gaining favor his main threat is cataclysm and his son sin kills cataclysm's son and the demon that betrayed him and manages to fend off the angels that are attacking hell nix looks like she is going to team up with spawn and the clown so that's the last of the four out of fives we then get into the five out of fives we have uh did i count that right yeah new golden age number one which i read out of order as well i, I read justice society of america before i read new golden age and it was the order of publication was new golden age number one and then just society of america number one new golden age number one really enjoyed this one setting the stage for the justice society mini and sets up the power girl and huntress in the justice society of america comic book the status quo essentially and i think it actually had the per degaton stuff in there too a little bit I know uh, Stargirl did. Uh, Megaton number two. Uh, there's the phone call, so I'm going to hit pause. All right, let me try to wrap this one up. Um, Megaton number two. Um, Megaton goes to Pulsar's girlfriend to try to track him down. He's the guy that tried to kill uh, Megaton. Um, he was a football player, if I remember, who they did the experiments on to make him a super soldier, and it went—he got him crazy. She's a Playboy bunny and tells uh, how the serum he took made him nuts, and he tried to kill her. After Megaton leaves, Pulsar shows up at her place. Vanguard is being interviewed by a reporter. She's strangely attracted to him, and they are going to have a sex when Mighty Man interrupts, thinking he is an alien that is going to attack Earth. Mighty Man is defeated bad, and Vanguard returns to the satellite to have sex with that reporter. This gets the attention of Paul Dragon, who's really like the savage dragon. Uh, there's a story called Farrell is a Vietnam vet who seeks revenge on the drug dealers that killed his brother. Etherin, another story, goes into space after defeating some aliens to retrieve his people who are made into slaves. So what what is Megaton? Megaton's an early independent comic book um, that was created and it had various talents um but 
the main talents. Let me let me just pull up is is Eric Larson that came out of this and he he actually puts the Etherin series in current issues of Savage Dragon. But uh Gary Carlson's the guy who formed it and he does Megaton. Some of the artists that are in there on this issue uh the writers are Gary Carlson, Eric Larson and Don Chin. The artists are Donald Simpson, Eric Larson, um, S. Clark, Hawbreaker, Butch Geis, um, Ken Mayer Jr., and Frank Fosco. Frank Fosco, you may know of Ninja Turtles from Image, but you also might know him from Etherin that was done in uh, Savage Dragon. So uh, just explaining what those stories megaton was an anthology that came out in 1983 and uh spawned a lot of talent um you know you have some er early eric larson some early rob liefeld uh definitely gary carlson who did who created vanguard and then um you know mighty man eric larson's in there dragon eric larson uh vanguard is also appears in his own series and image, but he was uh, done by Eric Larson a lot of times. So then um, appears in Savage Dragon as well as his own comic. So that's what Megaton is. And uh, I have all the issues, the singles, but uh, I am reading it in the Image Comics anthology. I'm going to pause this for a second just to uh, see what Barb wants. All right, I'm back. So that was that, and then we'll get to the final uh, week in August 21st through August 27th. We'll get to what I watched. I watched uh, the four out of fives were uh, Pirates of Caribbean at World's End. I still think I have one more Pirates to watch. I just got tired. Uh, Crocodile Dundee. I, I I I forgot how much I enjoyed this film. It was really good revisiting it, and I I want to get into Crocodile Dundee 2, too, as well. Um, Plane, which is a Gerard Butler movie about a pilot that's flying, and they don't get hijacked, but they crash land on an island that is run by, that has no government. It's chaos. So it is very good movie, if you get a chance. I think I saw that on Stars. Crocodile Dundee I saw on Max, Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously on Disney+. Plus. So that week I had a total of 18 comics, 4 Marvel, 7 Image, 1 Heroic. I think it's Heroic. It might be... Ch Let me look it up. Because Champions, not the Marvel Champions, but this is the role-playing game Champions. They, uh, they jump publishers. Uh a lot eclipse it's eclipse not heroic yet so that should be eclipse eclipse one uh, DC six so starting with the four out of fives I have champions number one this is based on the role-playing game you're dropped right into the adventure without any introductions, which is weird because I was like, well, th did this bridge from another champion series? No, it did not. 
I was aware of Flair, Rose, and Marksman from other comics, mostly heroic. Uh, and I have never read this one, or never read anything about the champions. But this was kind of entertaining, even though I have no interest whatsoever in role-playing games. I, I enjoyed this superhero adventure, even though it was I was dropped in the middle of a story I knew nothing about. We have Ghost Rider Finale, uh, also known as number one, uh, but it's also known as Ghost Rider number 94. So uh, I thought Ghost Rider 93 was the last issue. Then listening to a podcast, I found out that with the bankruptcy, Marvel decided not to publish num- number 94. And the finale issue came out 10 years later and uh, as Ghost Rider Finale number one. It was a very strange but fitting finale from what I remember, it basically had uh, Ghost Rider marrying two women in hell. <laughs> and then Danny was, uh, Ketch was separated from from uh, the Ghost Rider. Um, but one of the women he was marrying in hell, if I remember correctly, was the wife of Johnny Blaze. Or the sister of Johnny Blaze. I can't remember what it was. It was very unusual. That had died. So yeah, it was crazy. Uh, we had Deadpool Batter Blood number two. A lot of splash pages in this one. But it was a lot of fun. First full appearance of Shatterstorm and Arcata. So Shatterstorm is another Shatterstar, uh, essentially, but a female. And Arcata is like Arcade, but a female. Of, I think it's the sister of Arcade. We have Storm number three and four from Marvel Comics. There is a weather entity that separates uh, from Storm and is going after her and the X-Men uh, have to protect her uh, per Storm. Her new boyfriend, this is Storm's new boyfriend, seems like he is good. But I think he is using Storm. Kitty's tattoos, which I was like, this happened in the past. And I don't remember Kitty having these tattoos. <laughs> but the Kitty's tattoos, as she got tattoos to rebel against Storm coming back with the mohawk and being rebellious, is uh, Kitty's tattoos were fake, uh, like we all knew they had to be. And they washed out in the bathtub. Um, got Night Terrors number two. Uh, Dead Man seeks the help from the original Sandman, Wesley Dodds. Uh, Batman fights for control of his body to deal with insomnia. Uh, Superman number three and Action Comics 586. So I actually had seven. I put them on the same line for some reason. They must have been part of the same story. Of course, after reading Adventures of Superman Legends. Okay, so this was Superman, John Byrne, and... Uh, Action Comics 586 John Byrne so of course after reading Adventures of Superman Legends I had to refresh my memory on how Superman was brainwashed on Apocalypse and having sex with Amazing Grace so I read Superman number 3 and Action Comics 586 Uh, Superman number 3 if I remember correctly was the beginning of the story and Action Comics 586 was the finale and Adventures of Superman was in between Adventures of Superman 426 through 428. Read these for DC Spotlight. Revisiting these solidified my opinion on Ordway over Burn for me. 
when the books came out, Burn was my absolute favorite. But over over time, I gained more appreciation for Ordway, and he's still like one of my favorite Superman artists. Burn's still up there, though. I didn't remember Professor Hamilton being such a selfish guy. Ordway doing fourth world stuff, amazing. Vanish, uh, number two through eight. I, I, I claimed two on the last issue, but uh, I thought Vanish was like a corrupted Harry Potter mixed with Highlander and also a true love story. I do feel like the last issue felt like they were ending it. The arc rushed and trying to tie up things really fast. It could have been because of Donny Cates' accident. I don't know where in the timeline uh, that Donny Cates wrote this um, with Ryan Stegman, but um, it would be interesting to know behind the scenes about how this book was created and when it was created in the timeline. However, it was fantastic up until the last issue that seemed a little rushed. Uh, we get in the 5 out of 5s, which was Action Comics 16. Superman goes to war against gambling when he stops an attempted suicide. And this is Action Comics Golden Age, so you just know I'm still loving that Golden Age stuff. So the 5 out of 5 was Action Comics number 16, Golden Age. Uh, new Golden Age number 1 from DC Comics. Megaton number 2 from Megaton. And... Action Comics number 15 from DC Comics, Golden Age. So um, I want to thank you for listening. I apologize for the crybaby episode, but sometimes you need to work things out in your own way. And I don't keep things bottled in. So I I apologize to to those listeners that don't know me and uh, those that that know me know how I click and how you know why this episode is is there so um thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon uh you can find me at geekbrunchpodcast.com on facebook at geekbrunchpodcast click the like button follow all the episode threads there or on the website you can subscribe on iTunes or any of the podcast feeds and um under geek brunch you can even ask uh, you-know-who to find us, and they'll play an episode of it. But Mike Ems is on Geek Brunch, uh, Geek Brunch Retrocast, and Geek Brunch is on there. And on DC Spotlight, I mean DCNoisePodcast.com, you'll find DC Spotlight with me and Kyle. So I want to thank you for listening. You can send me email at Mike at ComicBookNoise.com and at Twitter at Mike Myers Brunch, or on Blue Sky, at Mike Myers Brunch. So thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.